0: How about it, y'all? You got the Lake Seminole Ramblin's podcast. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Country Boy Baits, made for the swamp. These baits flat out wreck them, I guarantee you. Check them out today at www.countryboybaits.com. In this week's episode, we'll bring you the usual fishing report, talk about another tied state record shoal bass, talk about keeping fish alive in your live well listen to doug hannon's secret live well sauce and then uh, go over and launch our at ease giveaway big shout out to our patreons brett bush miles mosley mason mosley john sullivan and jamie kochevar y'all thanks for the support you want to be like these guys well head over to our website and join and now let's get on with the show water conditions we had a ton of rain y'all coming in over this week uh, almost eight inches in some places and that's awesome because we really needed it uh and it's kept kept the heat at bay for now Uh, so all of our water temps we are in our uh summer pattern our summer temps high 80s so you're going to see anywhere from um about 85 to 89 sometimes 90 uh in, in the drain just depends on the water clarity um, but right now we are having some uh, runoff water coming in from the rain area. So we are getting stained to dirty uh, water in all the arms of the lake. And we're running about uh, 86 to 88 degrees. Our water levels fluctuated from 76.5 to 77.2 with level being 77.1 at publication. Uh, y'all, that floater that I've been talking about for months and Jack's cut, it's now hanging around the wood pile. If you go through there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, It's extremely dangerous how to avoid that area at all costs. Uh, It's really not worth hitting that floater and going off in the woods. Uh, If you're a listener, especially a local that uses the lake, please call the Corps and ask them why they won't clean up our our lake or maintain it. Uh, We have numerous missing channel markers all over the place. We've got debris in every back run. We pay our taxes. We follow their rules. It's time that we hold them accountable. We all got to come together and we got to tell them enough's enough. This is crap. Um, are we going to wait until someone gets killed before we take action? Or are we going to hold them accountable? Cause it's time. So ran over just, uh, we need to come together as a community, uh, calling lawyers, ain't going to do anything. Calling the politicians, ain't going to do anything. That's just a show. We all need to call the Corps, or we need to file an inspector general's complaint on the Corps website, because we all know that they got FEMA money when the hurricane came. And, um, I'm just going to be it's time to be real. Okay. So I carried the guy last year and this might make a lot of y'all mad, but I carried the guy last year that was the head of the cleanup. So y'all remember down there at big gyms, there was that tower and they were loading all those trucks and doing all that cleanup. This guy was the head contractor for all, all the counties in the area. And when I took him through the cut, he got angry and he said, this is crap right here because. The core called me and said that, don't worry about this. This we've got this under contract to clean out and they never cleaned it out. So that just spells to me that there's some kind of fraud or money embezzlement or something going on y'all it's time that we make this lake awesome again. So reason why a lot of people don't want to come, uh, because it's hard to navigate and the core don't do nothing. They don't spray. They don't maintain. They don't take care of the channel markers. Uh, there's a, what about Sealy's the intersection at Sealy's it's missing two markers almost a year. Now that's the, that's one of the most used areas and it's missing markers. It's ridiculous. If, if you drive down to the dam, you will see right by the coast guard office. There's a big barge, there's poles, there's channel markers. There's brand new buoys. There's everything they need to maintain this lake. And every time we try to ask them something, they give us the runaround. So, uh, y'all, the government works for us. It's not the other way around. So, let's—it's time to get them to do something about the lake. Rant over. All right, bass fishing report. Y'all sh- still in this same summer pattern. Big fish are being caught. Uh, they can be caught early in the morning on flukes, worms, spinner baits. Um, the topwater bite still poor. Uh, you can still catch a couple of them, but it's just it ain't gonna be what it is we're gonna put that to bed um sun comes up and it starts getting hot uh slow down work your worm uh speed worms and swim baits are also working real well right now uh but remember water temps are you know really high some shallow spots sometimes they're 90 91 degrees um so we like to go a little bit deeper right now so check outside grass edges where there's drop-offs structure points ditches deep water um Or you can go in the river channels. Both arms have uh, fishes on the ledge, fishes, (laughs) bass, y'all. Excuse my, uh, my voice here. It's I'm still recovering. I feel a lot better, uh, for my little deal with the, uh, the monkey flu old COVID. Um, so, but I do sound a little raspy still. So, um, anyway, um, idle down these, um, river channels with your side scan. If you find some, some schools, just get to work. Um, use crankbait spoons, Carolina rigs. I'm really liking a um, a Nichols lures uh, flutter spoon right now. I'm really liking that thing. Um, if the fish are being finicky, you might have to downsize your line or your lure size or both. Um, try some out-of-the-box stuff. Just work on them. Try different colors. Try different baits. Um, and you might have to wait. You know, to, If you find them and they're not eating, leave and come back You know, 35, 40 minutes, an hour, maybe the current will start pulling or the wind will change drink you know you never know what's going to change or it just might be time to eat so if you find them mark them go back to them if they won't eat initially well y'all looks like we had another tied record oh that's a mouthful we had another tie for the state record shoal bass there we go uh this is getting unreal uh, back in December, y'all remember Flint Davis, he tied the record or came two ounces shy of the record at the time, and then two weeks later, Matt mchorter breaks the state record by two ounces I believe, and then Clark Wheeler of Araby comes in in April and ties it. Uh, that catch was on April 16th. I'm just now reporting on it because uh, the DNR just made a, a post on their website and I just saw it, so I'm not sure why we're just hearing about it. Maybe they had to Make sure it was a shoal bass, you know, all that, that red tape has got to be cut. But, um, the fish was eight pounds, five ounces, and it measured 24 and a half inches.
1: He's enormous.
0: Uh, that was caught on the Flint river, South of Warwick. Uh, so there y'all, it's unreal. The amount of absolute shore fire tanks that are being caught on the Flint river this year. I mean, it's just unreal. Summertime's in full swing, and dog days are on us, obviously. Uh, With 90-degree water temps and July fishing tournaments, usually means high fish mortality rates. Unfortunately, that is the name of the game sometimes, but with proper live well management, you can drastically increase the survival rate of your bag. Remember, y'all, this is a wild animal that we're toting around in a boat. He ain't designed to do that, Uh, so take just a few minutes during the day to provide a proper care for him. Uh, the first thing you want to do, obviously start with a clean live wheel. You don't want leaves, trash, cobwebs, old line, cracker wrappers, or old soda beer cans in your live well. Uh, you don't want that in there. You don't want the residue that some of that stuff could leave behind. So you want to make sure it's clean. And after you clean it, make sure it's completely flushed of whatever cleaner that you use to clean it with. It's best to use like a Dawn dish soap and elbow grease, but if you have to use, um, you know, a cleaner, like simple green or something like that. Make sure it doesn't, there's nothing absolutely zero of it left. Run your pumps, make sure that there's none of the, um, foam or any, of the, uh, cleaner or anything trapped in the lines or in the pump itself. Nothing kills fish faster than, um, cleaning chemicals that are left in the live well. uh, pump your water into your live. Well, first thing in the morning, uh, water is much cooler in the morning time. First thing at first light. And cooler water holds more oxygen. Uh, to, also, you want to take your water from open areas. So don't fill your live well at the boat launch. Like obviously we all tournament fish, you know, you know how crazy that have we ever thought about that for a minute, we all put in and we all go through live well check and everything right there. And then that's our water. We've just splashed 250 boats or 50 boats or however many boats you've got in that particular tournament. And we're all taking the same water. So think about like an old two stroke, uh, Evan Root or Johnson or oh man, my dad would go crazy if he heard me just say Johnson. Oh Lord. Uh but think about an old two stroke and the sheen that it leaves on the water after you splash it. Or think about the axle bearing grease from the trailers that are backing in or the oil that drips off your truck is backing in like machines aren't perfect they carry road grime they carry pollute. all this stuff is going right there at the launch there is not a more polluted area of the lake than the boat launch and that's where we're all getting our water so just keep in mind uh, it's best practice to just plug your live wheel um, but if you have to go through boat launch you know it's really hard to do but at least pump it out when you get to your first spot because you don't want all that stuff uh, in your live wheel. It's just going to make your fish sick uh, so with water temps uh over seventy five degrees, that requires icing. And we all see the guys uh take about twenty five bags with them. Uh that's why they're doing that, because they're trying to keep that water um under seventy five degrees. But when I talk about icing, I'm talking about blocks of ice. Uh blocks of ice last a lot longer and regulate the temperature a lot better than bagged ice from the gas station. Um, so best practice, take you a couple empty half gallon milk jugs, fill them up with water, freeze them, uh, two frozen half gallon jugs cools a 30 gallon live well, 10 degrees for three hours. Um, and don't be concerned about the chlorine in the ice, uh, whatever little bit remains as it melts will be evaporated, um, during aeration. So it's fine. Um, and make sure you're exchanging that water out through the day. If you have more than five pounds of bass in the live well, you need to pump that water out every three hours and replace it with good quality water from a good area. Um, so just like we said a minute ago, those milk jugs are going to last three hours, it's going to last you just long enough until you have to recirculate your water. So hopefully you're not fishing more than six you know, six, seven hours in a summer tournament. So that should give you kind of a basis of on how much block ice you need to carry with you. Um, also it's best practice to run that live well continuously. And and I know that's not practical because you'll run your batteries down, um, at least on the shortest timer that you can, because especially if you got 27, 28, 30 pound bag in there, those fish use a lot of oxygen y'all. So, uh, make sure you exchange your water and make sure you keep it cool and make sure you run your live well and not every 15 minutes, run that thing, check on your fish, exchange the air in and out of there. Um, so like I said, large catches of bass in a confined area can deplete that oxygen content rapidly, uh, providing oxygenation via chemical chemical or mechanical means like an oxygenator or bottled oxygen. I don't think anybody really does that anymore, but, uh, that can be critical with 90 degree water temps. Um, so Doug Hannon the bass professor he has a secret solution that he used uh that you can find right in your house in your medicine cabinet and if you don't know who doug hannon was you need to go check him out uh so let's hear what he has to say You
1: know, many of the solutions to everyday problems come from everyday life. What I'm talking about is a simple chemical that's really a miracle in and of itself. You know, if it's 100% concentrated, it's rocket fuel. But we know it as a common antiseptic that's totally safe. You can pour it on cuts. You can even gargle it. It's in mouthwash. It's everywhere. And I'm telling you, this stuff is amazing. And it's called hydrogen peroxide. The simple formula for hydrogen peroxide is very similar to water, which is H2O, but it's actually H2O2. That means that there's one extra oxygen in every molecule of this stuff, and that's exactly what fish need to survive. One of the worst things about hydrogen peroxide is that it gets a bad rap. By that, I mean that because in concentration it's very caustic or burns because oxygen burns then many people think that to put it in the water with fish would actually cause burning of the gills and the eyes but you have to realize that we're using very safe concentrations and that's what we're recommending here the real peroxide that you get in a bottle is only three percent And when you take three one hundredths of a part oxygen and you put it in anything it's not nearly as strong and then we're pouring it in water at a ratio of about three or four hundred to one so now you're reducing that three percent by another 300 and that makes it totally safe but the amazing thing is and it's really amazing there is so much oxygen in this peroxide that it literally saturates the water water has a wonderful ability to dissolve almost anything around it into itself that's why they call it the universal solvent and it dissolves the peroxide but water can only absorb that which it can saturate it's sort of like pouring water on a sponge. You pour water on the sponge. Once the sponge gets saturated, then it'll just flow off of it and fill a bowl of water. But if you squeeze the water out of the sponge, as a fish squeezes the oxygen out of water with his gills, then more water will soak into the sponge. And that's exactly what you do. You put a big reserve of oxygen in the water with hydrogen peroxide. Pour about one ounce of hydrogen peroxide in three gallons of water. The average live, well, maybe 15 gallons. Four, five ounces of that, and it'll make a reserve of oxygen in your water that will keep your fish alive and well, even if your aerators stop. No matter what, fish need oxygen to survive, and hydrogen peroxide is the solution.
0: Doug Hannon was full of knowledge. Uh, His nickname was the Bass Professor. He caught over 500 10-pounders in his life. Um, Where he wasn't a tournament angler, he was a big fish A guy that targeted big fish, he followed big fish, he studied big fish, Um, his whole life was bass fishing. So if you're interested in catching giant fish, okay, not just five, six pounders, but I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're targeting a 10, 12, 14 pound fish, they think entirely different than a five or six, seven pound fish. So if that's your thing, if you're going after that wall hanger, double digit, watch some of his old videos on YouTube and he will educate you on uh, pursuing big fish like that you got to think about them totally different than you do um approaching it tournament wise it's a totally different way um but anyway yeah check out doug hannon he's no longer with us he passed away um many years ago maybe 10 years ago now but uh but um uh, phenomenal hammer right there he has always some great information he's also the inventor of the uh the microwave guide if you've uh you've ever thrown a loose rod or anything like that, these microwave guides that are on them came from his brain. Uh, So anyway, some other basics to keep your fish alive, real simple. First, be aware of the slime coat on that fish. It's not just a trout thing. You know, we we hear hear trout guys talking about it. All fish got it. It's a barrier from disease. So avoid removing this at all costs. Uh, Boat flipping the fish onto a hot summer carpet. That might look cool and everybody on YouTube's doing it. The pros do it and all, but it actually injures the fish. It removes the slime coat with the carpet. Think about how hot that carpet is. I know I can't walk barefoot on my carpet in the summertime. So imagine a fish that lives in water. that's never out. Doesn't experience the same kind of stuff sensation that we do. And then you snatch him out by his face and land him on that carpet. It's going to burn him. It's going to remove that slime coat. It's going to do all that. So the best practice is to use a landing net. If that's not allowed, then just, you know, lip him. Be a man. Uh, if a fish has swallowed the hook, that's the big one. It's no longer recommended. You know, we were growing up. Our dads taught us to leave the hook in. It'll rust out in a couple weeks. Uh, there's some recent studies that show it's better for the fish. And this is kind of obvious, right? It's Better for the fish to go ahead and just remove it as quick as possible with as little tissue damage as possible. Um, and you use a technique called the hook reversal technique. And if you don't know how to do this, just look up on YouTube, quick video. It's really easy. Um, so in a nutshell, you are reversing the bend. So you take the eye of the hook and you push it through the bottom of the gills and it will turn the hook around. Then you're able to reach in with some pliers and, and pull it out. Um, really cool thing if you don't know how to do it look it up it's really easy it doesn't take maybe two or three times practice to figure it out and then you can remove those gut hooked fish and keep them alive you also want to minimize air exposure Um, each time you expose fish to the air you increase their stress level Um, culling fish is stressful and should be done quickly as possible Um, if you're using a measuring board make sure the board's wet little things like that um Piercing clips. We now have non piercing clips. Much better for the fish. It doesn't tear a hole in their face. Y'all, if you poke a hole through that fish's mouth, and a lot of people argue with me, but that's fine. I've seen it. If you poke a hole through their mouth, it doesn't heal right. And if it gets infected, it grows. Well, imagine trying to eat and you had a hole in your mouth, but that's how you caught your food. So the fish, it's detrimental to the fish. Sometimes they don't survive that in the long run. So little things y'all seems simple but you'll be surprised how many folks don't know the basis of fish care or frankly don't care Uh, nothing hurts a fishery more than dead bags of big fish so remember fish over five pounds they're usually always female having a lot of big dead fish everywhere means those fish are not contributing to the gene pool anymore and your spawn's gonna suffer so you should, as an ethical sportsman, you should always have the health of the fishery in the back of your mind at all times. And if you don't, then you really should reconsider if you go out there. Cause that's not what we're here for. We're not here to rape the resource and we're not here to sell fish every day. And like, we got to make sure that we keep that in mind, health of the resource. All right. Let's see what I got right here. Ooh. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a Country Boy Baits box. I smell it. Of course, y'all can't see it, but it's a whole box of baits that's uh, going in our monthly subscription boxes on our Patreon page. So uh, if you would like to get in on the box... Now, this ain't just like Mickey Mouse stuff we put in here. This is baits that we're throwing and uh, it's from local kind of localish sponsors they provide this stuff it's not junk Nichols lures is one of them country boy baits is another one of them and it's just really high quality stuff that we're sending out so head over to our our website lake seminole and check out the patreon tiers we have a couple of them available right now and uh put this up and that leads into we're gonna do our uh Our giveaway for At Ease supper for two—that's a fifty-dollar value, courtesy of the fine folks over there, At Ease Campground and Marina. Now, to get into it, we're going to do the drawing uh, August fifteenth. So you head over to our website, LakeseminoleRamblings.com, and about halfway down, you'll see the entry form, and you put your name and your email address and your phone number in case we need to get a hold of you to let you know that you won. And then in the comment section, you put the secret word, which is Wingate's. So that's going to be the secret word for this giveaway. This month is Wingate's. Head over to our website, LakeSeminoleRamblings.com. Fill out that info and get yourself entered. That's some good food. It's great atmosphere. It's got great history behind it. Great people, uh, running it and working there. So make sure you get in on that. Do you have reels that are worn out or need repair? Give the guys at Seminole Rod and Reel Repair a call today 229-481-5550 not local no problem ship them to them and they will get you taken care of they also service and build rods so if you need a custom rod built they've got all kind of options they can do for you and if you've got missing eyes missing uh, tip top messed up handles anything like that they can take care of it for you you need your your Favorite rod re-guided, they got you. Favorite reel tore up, gears are missing, barons are blown out, they got you. If you just want to upgrade it, put a new drag or a better drag in it or do some other cool stuff, they got everything you need. So reach out to them today. All right, and as the summer just continues to march on, it's just going to get hotter and the episodes are going to stay about 25, 30 minutes as it is. We're just going to cover a couple topics and, and bring some guest speakers on a little bit later on in the season and stuff like that, but... Um, as, as the season continues on again, we appreciate the support. Uh, if everybody could go give us a five-star review on your platform of choice, that would be amazing. Any kind of review like that, it just takes two or three minutes maximum, maybe 20 seconds, but any kind of review like that really helps us out, really helps our reach and continues to, uh, provide this kind of service to y'all. So, uh, we appreciate all the listeners, appreciate the support. Uh, Looks like we will possibly be doing the Labor Day tournament um, going out of Addie's Campground and Marina. So stay tuned for that official announcement uh, coming up shortly. And again, thank you all very much. You've been listening to the Lake Seminole Ramblings podcast. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. Y'all thanks so much for listening. This episode was brought to you by Country Boy Bates, made for the swamp. Check them out today at www.countryboybaits.com. Y'all I personally guarantee you will catch fish with those worms they are no joke. Anyway thanks for tuning in y'all make sure please go give us a five-star review on your platform of choice that will continue to help our analytics and continue to let it grow. I know fishing season's kind of winded down but we are dedicated to bringing this to you every single week. Whether I have COVID or whether we are doing a tournament or we're just in our normal programming. So, anyway, thanks for the support. We'll get out of here. Make sure to go get us some, uh, go get you some Lake Seminole merch over at our store, Ramlins.com. Have a good one.